Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast, brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of America's Off-Road Podcast. I'm Kyle. With me today is Mr. Coop. Cooper. Hey, guys. And Ashford West. Ashford West. What's going on, guys? Sup. Another podcast, another day, and it is going to be on gearing. Oh, boy. Kind of like a 101 entry level. I'm afraid to even start talking. I feel like I would be a bull in a china shop if I started talking right yep, now. Yep, we're going to need yeah. to keep you on a leash with this one because I can yeah. know where you could go with this. Um, so gearing, yeah, re-gearing your vehicle. Um, and So before we even get started there, <laughs> yeah. this would be only applied or applicable, let's say, to vehicles as in cars primarily trucks this is going to go to trucks and jeeps mm-hmm. yep any off-road rig mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't really do a whole lot of gearing in the atv utv side mm-hmm. so this is mainly some of them some but, yeah mm-hmm. but i guess when we say gearing we're talking about the differential gearing see this is where we could i don't even know what it's like we could, we could still get off on a tangent especially you being a toyota guy <laughs> hey, totally because i mean we haven't we're let's 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 keep this one on point and just specifically differentials we're not going to jump into t cases no nope. we're not going to jump into transmissions no we're not going to jump into any of that right now we're going to keep it full on toyota guy when you got 80 horsepower, you're going to get everything you can. Marlin crawlers, you know, doublers, like all kinds of stuff. Yes. Like I figured out how to get 7 million to one for a crawl ratio. <laughs> this is, the, we're talking like the guy like me. Remember when I came here and I was like, I'm going to build a truck. Yeah. So the way you explained Just gearing like to me. when he came here, not like that was before this he went morning to also. <laughs> so first and foremost... That little round thing in your axles, what's inside those? What are gears? What are they? What do they do? 
Am I, I, am I doing it? Not All right. just just the gears. Factory aftermarket. What is different in the what differential? The differential so. gears do. So in a differential on a four-wheel drive vehicle, let's say Jeep, pickup, whatever it may be, SUV, you have front and rear differentials. Mm -hmm. Differentials are just there to transfer power from a drive line to the drive axles, which are attached to essentially your wheels and tires. Mm -hmm. Those differentials have gears in them, one gear being called a pinion gear and the other gear being called a ring gear. The ring gear is what turns and is attached to the carrier. This is starting to get more confusing, but uh, essentially in <laughs> layman's terms, your drive line comes into that differential, or some people call it like a pumpkin. It's where that big differential cover, yeah, propeller shaft, you have the differential <clears throat> cover. The drive line comes in and turns a pinion gear, and that pinion gear redirects the power to the opposite direction, essentially, so that it can power the wheels and tires. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's done through the means of a pinion gear and a ring gear. And you'll hear, gear. you'll hear people say things, 373, 410, mm -hmm. and it's all assumed that those are to one, and that's a ratio. So like in a 410 gear ratio, your pinion will spin 4.1 revolutions for every one turn of your ring gear. Now for or those one turn of your tire for that, to dumb it down, simplify it. Yeah. Yes, one turn of your tire. For those that have no clue, <clears throat> when you say ring gear, pinion gear, which one's the ring gear, which one's the pinion gear? Sure. I think I kind of touched on that. Your pinion gear is kind of a long, skinny one that's attached. Straight. It's mm -hmm. a straight gear, yeah. Uh, ring gear is kind of self-explanatory there. It's a it's a ring gear that looks like a ring, and it has helical cut gears into it or mm -hmm. teeth into it. Mm -hmm. Um, the pinion again is the one that's attached to the drive line. So the power is coming from the engine, going through your transmission transfer case, and then goes down your drive lines into the pinion. The pinion then touches the ring gear. The ring gear then drives your axle shafts and wheels and tires. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So and those those the ring gear is what attaches to your carrier, whether it be a open diff, uh, you know, limited slip, something with clutch packs, something with gears, a locker, Detroit locker, air locker, mm -hmm. electric locker, any of those things. That's what the a whole new is. topic on lockers. We'll have to do. Oh sometime. yeah, we'll definitely, we'll yeah. definitely get traction into traction aid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So one of the reasons I wanted to talk about gearing is because, and I think we've all had this conversation internally, it's really one of the most overlooked upgrades that you can do. For sure. For performance on your vehicle or mechanical advantage on your vehicle. So touch on that. What, what would be the well, reasoning behind when or why would you need to re-gear your vehicle? I don't, I don't even think about tire size changes without also thinking about gearing changes yep one they are like the easiest horsepower adder there is without doing anything that's going to affect the duty cycle the performance or stress that you would put on that engine to get it out of it you just made it so that engine has to work easier to give you more power it gives you yeah. more mechanical advantage we're going to use the word mechanical or yeah mechanical advantage quite a bit here and and I use all kinds of different analogies to like kind of demonstrate or kind of try to let people know what I'm talking about. It's no different. Mechanical advantage could be something as simple as a breaker bar or let's say a ratchet with a socket on it. Mm -hmm. A little short stubby ratchet doesn't give you a whole lot of leverage where when you have the right gearing or let's say a longer ratchet, you're going to have more leverage in order to break that bolt or nut or whatever it may be for you. The same kind of basic 
principle applies to gearing where you get mechanical advantage by using a different numerical ratio and that numerical ratio is basically as Cooper touch bases on like a 410 how many turns the driveline does before you get one revolution of the tire so and which which might make more sense when you start thinking about and this is where like this topic is I think even more critical now with current vehicles yep than it has been in the past because of the fact that totally. the EPA has stepped in and so some of these companies are putting these these really um, numerically low but tall gear ratios in mm-hmm. um, just to hit specific fuel emissions efficiency. numbers yep. yeah fuel efficiency numbers which doesn't lend itself very nicely to off-roading no no <laughs> and that's one thing that most people overlook is every single vehicle on the showroom floor that's being built or coming off the uh, you know assembly line they're going to go with probably the lowest numerical ratio they can get out of the vehicle to produce the best fuel efficiency possible mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when people go to the dealership and they want to buy a new fancy rig, they're going to look at fuel efficiency and and then obviously again, like you touched with with uh, EPA and whatnot, emission standards. So as soon as we get those vehicles off the lot and we add any type of weight to the vehicle, again another thing that gets overlooked is adding additional weight, mm-hmm. rolling resistance from a larger wheel or tire, or just increasing the tire diameter. That it basically is a domino effect to make the gearing even more required to be mm. re-geared in, a, in essence there. Oh yeah. Well, and, and even <clears throat> like, let's say you keep the stock tires, but you put a lift on it. There's that much more surface area that's now getting hit with wind that isn't closer to the ground mm-hmm. and more efficient. So uh, gearing is like, like it's my favorite thing to do it's a big on a rig. Work. You know what the worst part about it is? So many people overlook it because it's like the most boring upgrade because it doesn't. <laughs> you, you can't, can't see, see it. You can't see it. Yeah. You can't even no. like show it off. Like no. there's nothing to it that's cool about it until you actually do it and drive the vehicle and, and realize how much you've been missing out. Oh yeah, until you drive it. Until I guarantee you, it's one of those things that like the first time someone does a gear change on their rig, they will automatically from there on do it on every vehicle every vehicle because they're like oh wow totally i get it now yeah it's a tough one though because (laughs) yeah you don't see it and it's generally expensive and it's expensive because the people that do it have lots and lots of experience and that's what you're paying for and you want that because they aren't they aren't a fun thing to set up no (laughs) there's a lot that goes into it and don't want to for people that that do it a bunch like I, I've set up a gear set before. It took me a day to do one differential. I know there are a lot of people that are like, "What the heck?" But <laughs> I, I probably overthought it. I got super detail oriented <laughs> on it. Whereas now, like I have, I have buddies Jared over at Nitro Gear and Axle, who's awesome. Who's awesome. Yeah. I show up with him, and I'm like, "Here's what I want to do." Yeah. And like an hour and a half later, my differential's done. I'm like, "Good night." Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> That's probably why it gets overlooked so much. Is just simply because it is expensive to do. <clears throat> Um, and it's not something that you can do yourself unless if you're a very, very experienced mechanic and you've done gearing before. It's not something that you want to, like, do a backyard project on. I promise you, you do not want to do it. I've been there, done that. Um, I've destroyed many differentials on accident. Oh, boy. Um, I, I've broken pinions. I've done all kinds of crazy <laughs> things and almost put my head through a windshield once when a front pinion locked up. <laughs> so you, you don't want to try this. Um, so that's probably why it gets overlooked so much. But, again, we cannot put enough 
emphasis on how important it is when we go with a vehicle and especially for off-road when we're adding gear and larger wheel and tire mm-hmm. that gearing and one part of that that's probably confusing when we say gearing is is the ratio side of it that we should probably touch on yeah and and this is kind of brings into the the next thing i was i was going to say about the, the factory stuff that you guys were mentioning how they they put these gear ratios in there so they get the most fuel efficiency out of it so when you put larger tires on your truck and you re-gear it, you're essentially putting it as close back as you can to those factory settings to a certain extent. There are two there are two thought processes on that. Yes, one would be to go back to that. Me personally, that's not me. Sure. I want to give it a little bit more mechanical advantage. Most of the rigs that I'm building, I don't need to set a land speed record. I don't yeah. need to go 120 <laughs> miles an hour. I don't even need to go 100 miles an hour. Sure. But I want it to be able to do the stuff down low. I want it to react quick. Yep. want to step on the throttle, and I want it to crawl really good if I'm off-road so that I don't have to get it, give it so much throttle input to get it to start climbing or working. Like mm-hmm. I can get it to work real quick, real easy. I'm already turning tires, and it doesn't take a whole lot of – I guess dancing on the throttle <laughs> sure. to get it to work right. To do what it wants, and this is even more common um, on the newest vehicles coming out, especially because we're starting to see vehicles with with Ten lower ratios trains. and higher ratio tra- or more speed transmissions in the automatics. I mean, you got ten speed transmissions. Transmissions. Um, even my own personal truck, which is a Tacoma, it's a third gen Tacoma, and it has the uh, three series gear in it and a six speed trans and it gets into sixth gear before i even get out of the parking lot <laughs> it is terrible and it's kind of funny because you can take a bone stock truck like mine and almost go all the way to a five series gear with a stock tire and it it turns the rig into a completely new animal mm-hmm. um so i mean it, it's true and this is again it's even more common on the newer rig so oh, if you I, haven't considered it you need to i got that 2018 JL with that eight-speed tranny behind that little two-liter turbo, and <clears throat> you know it's one of those 40s. it's one of those one of those thought processes that when it when it came out, everybody was like, "Well, I don't need to change the gear ratio yeah. because I have an eight-speed tranny, like it it drives." But you start looking at okay, well, what gear am I in a majority of the time? Yep, you're in fifth gear. You're not even using sixth, seventh, and eighth. Well, what's the point? You start changing the gears. Like, I, I put 538s in mine with 40-inch tires. And if they had an option for a deeper gear set, closer to 6. You would have gone deeper. I would have I done it because 8th gear still labors a little bit when I'm on the freeway. I can go 80, 85 miles an hour, no problem. And I get into 8th gear, but the RPMs are low. And my fuel mileage is, I for a rig, on 40s. <laughs> Totally fine. I'm in the mid to high teens. Like I'm happy with that. <laughs> and uh, yeah. but gearing wise, you know, five thirty eights and forties in that thing, and it is like perfect. That yeah. thing goes everywhere I want it to go, and it does it with ease. So yeah. going back to your point, Ash, that you were just about to talk about, when you guys are building a truck or talking to a customer, <clears throat> let's talk about the ratios. How do you? What, what's your guys' determining factors for? Okay, this is the size tire I'm going. I'm going sure. with this gear ratio. There's a lot of things that come into that. Deciding gear ratio can be kind of a, a tough thing, and that's that's what we're here for. Call me. I'm, I would consider myself a subject matter expert when it comes mm-hmm. to gearing. 
Um, I save a lot of things like transmission ratios on my computer so I can see what your transmission is going to be in overdrive, like a 063 or 078 or whatever it may be. And then you can get differential calculators or just do the basic math and see where engine RPMs are going to fall at your max cruising speed as an easy way to do it. Um, there's a lot more in depth that goes into that. Obviously, wheel and tire size, what the vehicle's used for, your max cruising speed. Um, weight the weight of the vehicle if it's never going to go above 20 miles per hour miles per hour because it's a rock crawler obviously you want higher numerical ratios and better mechanical advantage so mm. it's all kinds of things that go into it but deciding it um i mean you're almost always when adding a larger tire you're going to go to a larger or higher numeric ratio gear mm. and mm. you're going to determine that if you're not sure what your vehicle has it probably has a build of material or bom on the axle that will tell you Mm-hmm. or your VIN number with your dealer, you can give them a call, they'll tell you. Or another simple way, you can count the revolutions of the drive line to the tire. Or if you have your ring and pinion, you can count how many teeth are on the ring gear and divide it by how many teeth are on the pinion. Yep. For example, if you have a 41-tooth ring gear and a 10-tooth pinion, you have four tens. So it's a simple way to doing it that way. Um, but deciding gear ratio is, is kind of difficult because there is ratio splits every differential is a little bit different for example you have like 342 uh 354 um my grand cherokee has 309s wow oh wow yeah that's pretty (laughs) wow and then you'll have them go up in the four ratio five ratio i mean normally you'll see like 410 430 456 488 513 um and you kind of go up from there and some differentials are slightly different Um, there's some things to be aware of when selecting those gears. You may have other parts that are required to do them. Uh, for example, sometimes you have carrier brakes. It's difficult. We'll get into that in the future. But, uh, when selecting a gear ratio, give us a call. I'm happy to point you in the right direction to get you in an RPM range. That's going to work well for your wheel tire and your, your build. Well, and on, on that, on that note of figuring things out, like the biggest thing is going to come down to, um, your use. Let's not build that rig for the 10% that you have in your mind. Let's build it for the 90%. Like if this is your daily also, like those things need to come into consideration. I see that quite a bit. <clears throat> um, not to interrupt there, but you see guys are wanting are like, well, I need my truck to be able to do 90. It's like, well, okay. <laughs> How often do you actually do 90? Well, once a year I go see my grandma in Kentucky and I drive at 90. It's like, but the rest of the year you're driving in town at 30 miles per hour. Uh-huh. So let's try to build that vehicle for what you use, just like you noted. You know, build it for the 99% use, and that's going to be the best ratio for you. And and that that efficiency when you're working it at that is going to end up working out the best. Like, I went through a lot with my Ram truck trying to figure out the gear ratio for it with a 40-inch tire and a big heavy rig mm-hmm. and not wanting to go with an RPM that would, <clears throat> oddly enough, on that turbo diesel vehicle. <laughs> Give it so much mechanical advantage that the turbo never really worked. Sure. Like I wanted to load that thing down a little bit. I didn't want to go with a 513 run out of RPM because I know my engine only goes to 3,200 RPMs. Yep. And top out at maybe 70 miles an hour, 75, and just be killing my fuel mileage because I know where the efficiency range is. Yeah. So I ended up figuring on, on that thing with the weight of it, the power I had, 
the speed I wanted to be able to go 90% of the time, mm-hmm. 488s was what was going to give me the best mechanical advantage to allow me to use that truck for towing, which that ratio gave me more than the stock ratio did with the stock tires and stock gearing. <clears throat> and it it's a completely different vehicle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mechanical advantage, too, is a lot of things. Uh, man, keep going back to that word, mechanical advantage. Um, how much stress it takes off the rest of the drivetrain. Oh, your yeah, transmission. That's something that gets overlooked too. Like, yes, it's going to make the truck drive much better. It's going to go through its gears. The transmission's actually going to be cruising uh, or selecting gears in the appropriate RPM range as you're going up through different speeds. But you're also going to set your engine at the right RPM range while cruising or taking a trip or whatever it may be or being off-road or low range. But um, the stress that it takes off of drivetrain components, I it's i don't even know how to explain it um i mean the transmission's purpose obviously is to to put the power from the crankshaft of the engine to the drive line if there is a lot of stress on that all that's all that stress because of the bad ratio that you have in your differential gets put into that transmission and cause it to can cause it to prematurely fail slip so. clutch packs all kinds of things if it if it doesn't need as much energy to move those tires everything's happier the clutch packs hold better the trans temps stay cooler everything stays happy happy and and i just want to put a like a little asterisk on this is something we'll come back to because um low range yeah can completely change that when we're talking about load on drivetrain yep one thing uh, to uh so picture this you're riding a mountain bike i use this all the time with customers with mechanical advantage and stress to the drivetrain. Your calves and your legs are the drivetrain. You're the transmission and the engine. If you're trying to pedal this mountain bike up a really, really steep trail and you put it, let's say, in a, in a gear that's super tough, like you can barely get your legs to work and get that pedal bike or you up that hill. Now, if you were to downshift and get more mechanical advantage, which goes to a bigger sprocket in the back, same thing, same principle applies with gearing. It's going to make it easier on your legs and it is less effort. The same thing is happening when we gear a vehicle for a larger tire. We're taking that load off of the transmission and making it easier for the engine or you to move that vehicle. Mm-hmm. So it's an mm-hmm. easy dumbed down version of like, how does this actually work? How does this apply? You take all that load off that transmission, the drivetrain components, the engine's happier, transmission's happier, drive lines are happier. You put the stress on the parts that should have stress on them, which is the axle shafts. You know they make electric mo- bikes now? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> just that. kidding. I, I ride a dirt bike. <laughs> yeah. and, and there's it. Kyle with his <laughs> Prius reference. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am definitely, you know, Cooper mentioned the guy that does gears for the first time. He's always going to re-gear his, his truck, and I am definitely a testament to that. We did the, the re-gearing in my Colorado and oh, I remember calling you on the way back because um, I, I was like, oh, I had this it for is like 10 minutes, and I, he called me, and it, it was unreal and i've had trucks in the past and i've done the lift kits with the 35s but i was that guy that never re-geared my truck and never even registered so i'm always just like terrible gas mileage no power Mm. sluggish and uh yeah it was i personally feel my truck performs better now than it did stock oh for sure Um, well and and i think you know there's some key things that you need to know when you're when you're going to determine this. And and I would say the biggest one, I mean, all the weight and everything else aside, but 
know the tire size that you want to run. Yep. That's what you're going to set it up for. You don't want to set it up for one tire size knowing that you're going to change it to another one later because the gear ratio is not where you want to go changing things up. If you want to change up tire size, great. That's simple in comparison. But know the tire size that you want to run and the rough amount of like weight and whatnot and what it is that you want to do with it mm-hmm. when you're setting up your gear ratio to keep it real simple. It's a, a good. That's pretty much exactly what I think. Yeah, I mean, you helped me pick a lot of stuff out through my build. That's exactly what we did. I had 33s, but we were geared at 456. I didn't. It was probably six months before I had my 35s on there, right. which is what that gear ratio was for. And then Set even when for. I get those 35s on, I was like, oh my gosh, this is even better than when I had 33s. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, that's a, a great point. the The last thing I want to talk about here is, and it might sound silly, but it's it's a common question. And for those of you guys that don't know a lot about gears. Um, Let's talk a little bit about four-wheel drive versus two-wheel drive. <clears throat> so yeah. gear ratios. I got a four-wheel drive truck. Can I just re-gear my rear axle, my rear differential gears? If you keep it in two-wheel drive. <laughs> yeah. If it's a four-wheel because. drive. Yeah, if, you, if it's a four-wheel drive, you do have to re-gear front and rear differentials. Mm-hmm. They need to have the same numerical ratio. Now, there's probably going to be some of the comments on here that some trucks don't have the same numerical ratio. You're right. It has to be within... I don't, quote I don't remember the percentage, but yeah, it's, it's pretty close. And, and that's not really something we want to jump into. That no, starts sure. getting into bias, <laughs> like how much power is going say front sure. or rear over the other so that it, it sure. you can manipulate the handling characteristics of the vehicle. And in we're, short, not, we're not getting into that. <laughs> yeah. In short, yes, you're going to re-gear front. If you're putting 410s or 456s or 488s or whatever it may be in the back, you need to do that in the front. In the front. So when it comes to the two-wheel drive rigs, for those those uh, guys, there's not much up here, but uh, they're out there. Yeah, they're out there, yeah. Just the rear. That's all you got to do? That's all that's you got to do. You ain't got a front differential, bro. Yeah, we might rear your winch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this this is, I think, a good topic. And I think like like we all mentioned, or no, we all, who am I kidding here? Like you two mentioned, um, there's a lot of deeper things that go involved into the gearing yeah uh, this is if this is like the beginner's entry level course we we covered a lot here and it might be a little bit confusing but that's what we're here for give mr ashford we're here to confuse you is that what you you say (laughs) yeah call me i'm gonna give you a bunch of numbers and you're you're gonna leave super (laughs) confused talk to you about riding bicycles up hills Um, do you have but, big calves or small calves? I'm trying to figure out what gear ratio we need. <laughs> but it's huge, and, and and that's why we wanted to talk about it. It's hands down huge. the most overlooked upgrade you can do. Oh, for um, sure. It's awesome. Regear your rigs. Call us if you have any questions. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That's it for uh, this episode. Make sure you follow us, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Kyle Cooper, Ash here. We're signing off. If you have questions podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com booyah we'll see you guys next time see you guys bye